0: Things off with a little Miles Davis. Uh, not that I'm a big jazz guy. In fact, I would be lying to your face directly if I told you that I knew much of anything about jazz. But after hearing the news of Jimmy Cobb, the the basic pulse of that entire album, kind of blue, the iconic 1959 release. From Miles Davis on that song, So What. Uh, I did a little digging and found out, you know, it, I love the always learning thing. So I don't pretend to be jazz smart. I'm not jazz yeah. smart. I'm jazz dumb. I really <laughs> am. Uh, but but I mean, there are certain artists, and we've talked about this plenty of times before, that, that transcend the genre that they're from. There are people like, I don't like country. And then you hear Jerry Jeff Walker, Willie Nelson, you're like, oh, shit, maybe I like country <laughs> You know, and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't like any jazz. And then you hear John Coltrane or Thelonious Monk or, in this case, Miles Davis. You're like, oh, there are certain artists that are so good at what they do, their sense of feel and touch, and a huge part for more than three decades of everything that Miles Davis did was based on the backbeat of Jimmy Cobb, and he was one of those drummers. You know, most drummers that are celebrated and lauded and remembered, they're you know they're outrageous, they're gregarious, they're filled with solos. They've got yeah. a drum kit that weighs a ton and a half, right? It's like it's, it's ludicrous. <laughs> Jimmy Cobb was exactly the opposite. Yeah, uh, you know, the beginning of those sessions for Kind of Blue. Arguably the most successful jazz album of all time, Um, Miles himself said, Jimmy, you know what to do, just make it sound like it's floating. So he would ride those cymbals gently, he would hit that snare with just the right amount of hit, and he was one of the recognized masters of drumming throughout modern American history, certainly within the 20th century, and... He said in his, uh, you know, when, when he was asked about it in later years, he's like, well, I had to work with vocalists like Sarah Vaughan. And when you're a drummer, you don't get to go all over the map. You don't no. get to be a crazy person. You've got to let that person shine. But you also have to feel it. And you, you also have work to do. You still have to do some
1: heavy lifting. You just have to do it quietly. You were never in any shitty cover bands growing up, were you? That's not true. You were.
0: Well, it only lasted for about four months. Okay, that was the same
1: with me. Yeah. But uh, let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. The worst part about the cover band at the very beginning... Is the drummer wants to play way too fucking loud? They like literally just want to bang on the drum. Well, and that's fun. I totally get <laughs> it, it, right? Is, but I it's mean, like, hey, man, whoa, 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 cool whoa, it. whoa! We,
0: can't, we, we need to hear the rest of it too. And of course, at that age, you can't afford a big, you know, plexiglass no, no. baffle or a studio or anything. No. Yeah, no. So,
1: mom's uh, quilts uh, help quite a bit. <laughs>
0: just wanted to say, uh, rest in peace, Jimmy Cobb, the pulse of kind of blue, dead at the age of ninety-one from lung cancer. That being said. 91's a pretty good run my name is brian oak his name is sean bernard it's the brian oak show episode 59 and tonight today yesterday whatever upside night day doesn't mean shit anymore to me i'm gonna be honest no
1: it's all the same
0: it is okay well here we are episode 59 months and months into covid and um we're gonna be joined by three local powerhouses who have decided to unite forces almost like uh, the Justice League, to create this incredible blend of 60s and 70s Americana-influenced music, and they're called Turn, Turn, Turn.
1: I heard one of their songs already, just one, Mm -hmm. and it absolutely grabbed me. So, Was it Cold Hard Truth? Yes, it was. Yeah, exactly. Really dug it. Just great.
0: Three amazing local musicians, Adam Levy, Savannah Smith, and Barb Brinstead, and we'll talk to all of them coming up shortly, technology allowing.
1: Yeah, we're only hoping.
0: Okay, exactly. Uh, and hey, I don't want to start on a dark note because, you know, we already said goodbye to, to a fallen drumming hero, but something happened uh, not six blocks from our studio recently, and you and I weren't here in the neck of the woods when it went down, but it's it's absolutely unacceptable. Uh, a Minneapolis man dies after an arrest by police in Minneapolis, and all kinds of people are around taking video, and he's screaming, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, oh. And this was over a nonviolent crime. It was an accusation of forgery. He had cuffs on. He was on the ground. He wasn't going anywhere. And there was a cop who would not take the knee off the neck for more than five minutes. And this man, who has now been identified as George Floyd, uh, they called him Big Floyd, his friends did, has now died in police custody while wearing cuffs. An unarmed man, uh, by the way. And as I talked to you about this slightly before, Sean. I try to be pro-cop because I want the criminals to be out of my house. Yeah. I want the laws to be enforced. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not always down with the feds, but I am, you know, I, I believe that th- 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 I, I think they have a hard job. And so I do everything in my power to be as supportive of the police as I can. But then I also am reminded on the regular that there are racist murderers in their ranks. There are and,
1: corrupt people.
0: It, it, it makes it difficult to, I suppose, like anywhere. I mean, I suppose you could say that about an accounting firm. There's sure. going to be jerks there. There's going to yeah. be great people there. The difference is... An account- you get released by Trump just a couple months later. Well, That's the difference. The The other difference is they don't have the power of life and death. All right? No. And an and utter blatant disregard, at least among some members of the court that for people whose skin doesn't look like theirs it it's criminal man
1: and it's an illegal chokehold they're not allowed to do that chokehold so he was doing something that was old school and dangerous as hell and the guy ends up dying from it and it's just so pathetic that in the twin cities which we brag about being progressive and this or that mm-hmm. but there are still some people who are absolute idiots when it comes to people of color And the fear and everything else that goes into that. And I I was sick about this again. It's ridiculous that it's happening.
0: The hashtag I can't breathe was trending here in Minneapolis as of this morning. And there is a major protest coming up. And here's the deal. We need a police force, but we need a police force that is better trained, more reasonable, and somehow screens for this sort of hateful fucking bullshit because you know what we were in the heart of south minneapolis right now you and i doing, yes. doing this particular yes. recording and it's unacceptable that a restrained unarmed man dies in police custody over a non-violent charge i just can't believe it so uh rest in peace george floyd uh this one's for you
2: People moving out, people moving in, why? Because of the color of the skin. Run, 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 but you sure can't you. hide. The sound of so shooting rockets to the moon, kids going up to soon. Politicians say more taxes will solve everything. And the band played on. please.
0: One goes out to George Floyd. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 59, broadcasting, recording, whatever the hell it is we're doing here, Sean. We're narrowcasting. Narrow ca- <laughs> <laughs> narrowcasting. Narrowcasting. Sounds so small, doesn't it? <laughs> in the Smart Start MN studio here in the heart of south minneapolis unfortunately mere blocks away from where george floyd died in police custody while restrained for a nonviolent crime hey speaking of smart start mn they are minnesota's original ignition interlock company formed by lawyers they are the ones who came up with the groundwork with the structure the strata to make this a possibility so here's how it works you someone you know a friend of a friend a relative Gets a DUI. It just it happens, like it or not, it happens. They can get you back on the road cheaper and faster than you ever would imagine possible. Because your life is still going to be difficult. You screwed up. You made a bad mistake, and they can help you. So that, they're not part of the judgment process. They're not there to gouge you. In fact, it's less expensive than you. I could possibly believe. Um, but they are there to help you get back on the road because you will have to get back to work. Maybe in coronavirus time, that seems like an odd thing to say, but you still got to get your kids places. You still need to go get groceries. You still have to, I don't know, go find sanitary wipes somewhere.
1: There's a chance that your spouse might be irritated with you because of your bad decision too. So to be able to tell them, Hey honey, I'm really sorry. And I'm going to Go with Smart Start so I can help with some of those things with the kids mm-hmm. while I'm uh, sleeping on the couch. There, uh,
0: <laughs> there, is, there is a chance that your that your your
1: significant other might be irritated
0: with you. This will at least lessen the irritation and for a pretty good rate. Where do people learn more about it? What it costs, what it involves.
1: Smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. They'll give you twenty percent off the uh, ignition interlock uh, system, the installation, I should say.
0: Coming up early next month, I mean let's be honest, lockdown sucks out loud, right? And everybody's looking for a Netflix series to binge, or music to listen to. Some people who have a little too much ambition, if you ask me, are really getting into projects and stuff. I'm more of a lay on the couch and listen to records
1: guy. No um, needlepoint? You didn't like t- teach yourself needlepoint at all? Not no. yet,
0: but I mean, if this thing goes to 2021, <laughs> it's certainly a possibility. But new music coming along is always a good thing, almost when it's a guarantee that it's going to be good. Now, the only reason I'm guaranteed that It's going to be good as I've watched their live videos before done in an acoustic setting. There is a Minnesota group that is got a brand new full length on the way. The band is called Turn 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 and the album Can't Go Back is coming out very, very shortly. Now, the interesting thing about Turn Turn Turn, in addition to being named after, I'm presuming, the bird song of the same name, is that it is three very well-known local musicians with long... Pedigrees and legacies. Adam Levy, Savannah Smith, Barb Brinstead. I could literally spend the next half hour saying all the bands they've played with, all the artists they've played with, the bands they've led, the people they've collaborated with, the people they've toured with. And I feel like that's not what should be happening right now. Adam Levy, Savannah Smith, and Barb Brinstead, thank you very much for joining The Brian Oak Show. Thanks for
3: Thanks having me.
0: Absolutely. Now, we're doing this distanced, so it's going to be a little chaotic. Uh, it's going to be a little talk over but that's just the way that things work. So let me ask, uh, let me try to direct this just a little bit. Um, Barb, I want to ask you, because Barb is an in-demand session musician. She's played bass with everybody, has a gorgeous voice, uh, and we, it turns out, have mutual friends that I had no idea about. Barb, I want to hear from your perspective, how did Turn, Turn, Turn come together?
3: Turn, Turn, Turn came together really was Adam who brought us together. So I believe Adam was asked to put together a musical project for a specific gig. And um, the the sort of theme of the gig was 60s, 70s music. And he and I had met uh, not too far in advance of the gig. And he asked me if I wanted to participate. Initially, his daughter, Ava was the third person um, in the group and she is also a really busy musician so when she couldn't continue with the project he asked savannah
0: and savannah does that jibe with your memory of how this all went down
3: <laughs> yes absolutely i was a it uh it, it clicked really naturally i will say at first i was a little bit worried like oh am i I don't want to be, like, butting anybody out, or I don't want to be, you know.
0: Well... If Adam was at the heart of this, I got to be honest. The last time I saw Adam Levy, I was at Northrop Auditorium. Jill Riley, my former <laughs> cohort at the current, uh, has sort of an Elvis-like level of obsession with Father John Misty, and she dragged me to the show. And it was okay. I, you know, I mean, this—he's got a thing. He's got this sort of sorcerer's spell, this Rasputin-type quality <laughs> over women. And I was—I wasn't feeling it. So I had some drinks. Jill had some drinks. We're like, you know what? We shouldn't drive. Let's take an Uber. And we did. And we went out and we were supposed to pick uh meet our Uber driver and this van pulled up right in front of us and so we stuck our head in and whose face should I see but none other than Adam Levy. Adam, do you remember that night?
4: I do. I wasn't gonna tell the story, but thank you. Oh I I remember and I think you were like, wait, uh you're not our Uber driver Yeah And, and you're like, what are you doing? doing here, I said I was just chaperoning my daughters who were at the show. Yeah, no,
0: so our Uber driver's name was LaShonda, and I remember very distinctly Jill Riley leaning her head in the window and saying, LaShonda? (laughs) 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 So, Adam, what made you, I mean, obviously, you know, anybody who's a fan of American music loves... That, that canyon sound, right? California, Americana, sixties and seventies. I'm assuming turn, turn, turn is a direct nod to the birds who I adore. The first records I ever stole from my dad were his Beatles, his Beach Boys, and his birds. I love melody. I love harmonies. I love that that twelve string guitar. What made you want to make this project? Uh,
4: as Barb said, you know, I was asked to do a particular show to put something together. And it kind of evolved from just being a singer songwriter cover round Robins thing into a a project that involved doing original music. And I think I've always considered myself a little bit of a musical archeologist. So if I had to look at the the name, turn, turn, turn one, one turn is to look way back. At early recorded American music, you know, the the Charlie Patton's and Big Bill Brunsey and Carter Family and Bill Monroe. Mm. And then if you turn again, you're at the 60s and 70s where people are reinterpreting this great American roots music. And then when you finally turn forward, hopefully you've taken the best of all of those, uh, you know, great periods of American music and created something a little bit different. And I think that's been a little bit of a philosophical bent with me in making music, but this project was very specific, especially since it was something that uses not just my voice, but working with women's voices, which I think creates a whole nother kind of texture. And you get into, not only do you get into the mamas and papas territory, but you get into the Carter family Mm -hmm. and sort of the gospel tradition music. And then you've got Fleetwood Mac. So all of a sudden, like I've got this batch of songs, and why not try them with these awesome voices? And um, here we are, a year after starting to record the record, we're putting it out, and we're looking at doing the, doing another one.
0: And the record comes out June 5th, yeah? Correct. Okay, very good. Well, we're talking to Turn, Turn, Turn. The record is called Can't Go Back. Before we dig any deeper with our guests, Savannah Smith, Barb Brinstead, and Adam Levy, let's hear one of the songs. Um, I've heard this song before in a live setting, and I've long said anybody can craft something perfect in the studio and i don't really like all live performances but when it comes to nuance when it particularly comes to harmony if i can if you can craft that magic if you can weave that spell live then it's to me that's the whole thing that that then you're watching artists play their thing and so even watching your facebook live videos of the song we're about to hear I think that you obviously have, you're on something. I'm glad that you're talking about doing another record. Before we go any further, let's hear from the forthcoming release by them. Can't go back. Let's hear Cold Hard Truth. Turn, turn, turn on The Brian Oak Show. again from the forthcoming release can't go back available on June 5th you'll be able to download the album you'll be able to get your hands on it and you'll be able to have something else to listen to while we sit
1: around the house sorry <clears throat> there are some songs there are some songs that take you a while to kind of get into it and get the feel of it but that song grabs you at about 10 seconds and just Holds on to you the whole time. Well, absolutely love it.
0: I just made a post the other day about that backstage pre-rehearsal yeah. of uh, Seven Bridges Road by the Eagles. Oh yeah, and I know it's very, very popular to shit on the Eagles, and I, I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't take it. I, I, I refuse to accept that that is a, an acceptable position. Do I want to hear Desperado again? No. Were they all wildly talented? Yes, and so that's why it's fun to talk to Adam Savannah and Barb because all of them are great players. All of them are great singers. They know how to find their spot in the harmonies, and it's really cool. Um, I want one of you—I'd say raise your hand, but you're not in the studio with us. One (laughs) of you, tell me something about that song.
3: I think Adam should talk about it, but before he does, because he wrote the song, I want—this is Barb. I want to point out that when I first heard that song, I think I remember telling Adam that this is a hit, It also grabbed Mm -hmm. me, too, and I think that this is the reason we started incorporating original music into our set, because we started as a cover band, and when I started hearing their original songs, I thought, we have to be able to do these.
0: I think that's great. Adam, is there anything else you want to add about Cold Hard Truth before I uh, mention a few words from our sponsors?
4: No, I, I think uh, the, the cool thing about this group is the ability for people to find, as you said, their harmonies and their places and the music really quickly. We really didn't labor over, oh, how are we going to arrange this and what are we going to do? You know, they, they've got both of them, Savannah and Barb, have a real natural sense of, of um, you know, music theory without being really pointy about it. So we don't have a lot of trouble coming up with harmonies for stuff.
0: So you're not sitting there like mm-hmm. Beethoven writing every line out everywhere. It just you kinda you kinda find your spot?
4: No, we have mm-hmm. occasionally we have like you know the spinal tap moment where they're trying to sing <laughs> the Elvis Presley
2: song at the Raga. Barbershop oh Raga. Raga.
4: <laughs> no, that happened. Of course that happened. But generally speaking, we were just we made we made the record in about we made the, the album, we recorded the album from start to finish in about six total sessions. Wow. So that's like six days of work. Yeah. Um, long days, you know, like 12-hour days in some cases, but uh, a lot of, the, the, there hadn't been like this huge pre-production, and let's figure out all of these parts. It was like, we're in the studio, we're recording the song, what are you going to sing? Right. You know, Mm for your parts and what guitar parts are you going to do? So we made this record up from its beginning. Other than, you know, the songs being written um, by us out of the studio, the record came together and was arranged in the studio.
0: That's wild. I love that. So we're going to talk more to turn, turn, turn here very, very shortly. I do have to mention a couple of things, though. One is I have to mention Busters on 28th. You know, I know that things are going to be slowly, and I'm using air quotes, opening up as of June 1st. And there'll be outdoor seating, and you can have, what, 25 or 50% capacity. I'm, I'm not sure it's a killer idea, and but there's still curbside available. And the people at Buster's and 28th, so many of these businesses, these local small businesses, have already shut down. And the predicted numbers are staggering of what we're going to lose as a result of this. Now, is it the right thing to do? Yeah, I want people to succeed in business. I want to eat your delicious food and drink your yummy beverages, but I also don't want people to die. And so we're trying to find our way through that. reopening, whether or not there is any reopening, and it is going to happen on June 1st, Buster's on 28th still is creating amazing food. They are still allowing beer and wine, curbside pickup, and they're three blocks from my house. They are an important part of my community. My community would be less for them being gone, so them supporting this particular podcast and them still being alive and still doing okay means a lot to me.
1: Yeah, and if you're a Patreon member, we're Mm -hmm. working on a little side deal where we, we have created... Brian Oak Show tote bags. It's very exciting. And we're going to, Brian and I are actually going to plant our butts over there for a couple hours, and Patreon members will be able to come over and pick up their free Brian Oak Show tote bags.
0: I remember at one point early on in the podcast, and this is already episode number 59, which is hard to believe. I remember early on thinking, you know what would be ironic and hilarious? and also a big double whammy to a certain <laughs> institution, we should make tote bags. And there's a box of them sitting. I can see it right there. And there are, what did you say? Five more boxes at your yeah, house? Yeah,
1: there's so many boxes of tote bags it's, at my It's
0: the Brian Oak <laughs> Show uh, tote bag, and um, I don't know. I, it, it's it's filling me with a particular joy on this rather humid Tuesday here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Uh, Sean, real quickly, because I want to get back to our guest. You were also a sponsor of the show. You are realtor for edina realty at the 50th and france location and what's shocking
1: is throughout this entire shutdown the the housing thing has still kind of been happening the whole time yeah i can't believe how busy i've been i feel fortunate because i have friends that have been laid off or furloughed or whatever you want to call it but but it's just been incredibly busy i've just been trying to be really really safe and wearing gloves and wearing a mask and bringing hand sanitizer and that sort of thing but if you are interested in buying or selling, 612-859-2594, call or text. Remember, a portion of every sale goes to the Warming House. They're a nonprofit uh, local music venue. It seats about 50 people um, I not only donate to them, but you also get a one-year membership for two to the Warming sh- uh, warming House for an entire year.
0: It's one of the reasons that Sean and I have decided to work together and we went into business together is Sean and I very much believe in the communities that we live in, taking care of nonprofits. I come from a nonprofit background long before I got into radio. These are the important things. These are the things that are the fabric of the community that we live in. And we both love music, which is why we're talking To Adam Levy, Savannah Smith, and Barbara Instead, uh, who are the members of Turn, 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 all well respected. Legacied. And, and now, legacy makes you sound old, and I'm sorry if I did that to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I meant pedigreed. I meant pedigreed musicians uh, who have all definitely earned their stripes at this point. Now, if people want to know more, if they want to see, get more information about the band, get videos, and here it says tour dates, you go to turn, 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 mpls.com. But touring doesn't really happen right now. So how have the three of you embraced, especially with the new release out, this would be the time to be doing the, you know, just pulverizing the, the local music community with your live appearances and, and your ability and your talent. What does that look like for you over the course of the summer of 2020? We're
3: still kind of figuring that out, to be honest with you. Um, we've got a couple of live streaming projects that are happening in June and July. We were kind of trying to figure out how we do this, particularly since Savannah lives in Eau Claire.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so we can not get together at the drop of a hat, but we do need to rehearse. We have to take that into consideration when we think about potential gigs. And, and then of course we wanna make sure everybody stays safe. So. It's sort. Of, we're taking we're taking these opportunities on an ad hoc basis, where we see if it makes sense for us to do it. Um, and then, meanwhile, we we just have to keep promoting the band sort of um, via digital means and online rather than in person.
0: Almost like appearing on the Brian Oak Show podcast. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
2: on, so let me ask you this:
0: I, I know that I know this is a wonderful collaboration, and I know how good you are together. And I know that you three can feel it by watching your live videos on your Facebook page or anywhere online. I know, you know that what you're making is good, but I feel like you're all the sort of musician and correct me if I'm wrong, that also can't stop making the things that are just yours, you know, like the non-collaborative things. I'll start with you, Savannah. Are you still making your own Mm -hmm. music? You know,
3: I've, I've actually been leaning really hard into turn, 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 uh, since, probably since i released my last record um i've found that it, it takes a lot of pressure off me to create something aside from my solo music um and i'm still definitely writing but i i just feel so much more at ease with other people on stage with me um so i've kind of found a good comfort within adam and barb you know just exploring new sounds and and really um you know enjoying the companionship that they offer as well as the musicianship I'm constantly learning from them so Solo music is, is taking a little bit of a backseat, not intentionally, but I've just been loving Turn, Turn, Turn so much that it kind of happened naturally.
0: <laughs> Adam, how about you? Are, you? are you finding, I mean, and it, here's the weird thing. We've talked about this on the podcast since we've been doing so many of these remotely and by phone that, you know, there's, we're doing, calling it the Checking In series. And there seems to be this sort of overwhelming pressure, not even for creatives like yourself, just for regular people like, oh, now's the time to learn Tai Chi. Now is the time to really, really hone my macrame skills, whatever the case may be. And you know, I I, I haven't felt that overwhelming urge. I you know, and there are days where that are stultifying, and days where I just sit there, sort of staring into space, or sitting in my backyard and staring at flowers, or whatever the case may be. And so I. I, I I wonder if you, as creatives, and Adam, I'm going to ask you first, do you feel a pressure like, oh, now there's more downtime than ever. I should really crank out the great American record.
4: I feel a pressure to dust. (laughs) I haven't dusted in 10 months. and Anybody who comes to my house notices that. So I feel that pressure. I I am gradually watching my belt line expand. I feel pressure to exercise. (laughs) One thing I do not feel pressure to do is create. And right now has been, I'm probably one of the few people who will say this has been an amazingly explosive creative time for me. I'm practically every day I, I post a new song I'm working on or something Um, I'm with Savannah though. I'm super jazzed about this collaborative process and friendship and uh, everything about this, even though like the, the future is a little bit hazy um, being able to just chit chat with them every day about ideas and, And uh, strategies for kind of getting things out to people more has been inspiring. And um, Mm -hmm. it feels to me in a lot of ways like the other projects I've been in at their early stages, only we've been doing this now for about a year and it still feels fresh. So I am writing. Mm And I'm writing for, you know, the way I always write, which is where does this fit? Is this a solo thing? Is this a honey dog thing? Or is this a turn, turn, turn thing? And frankly, everything I'm writing, I'm like, oh, turn, turn, turn could do this. It would sound awesome. So, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the thing is, though, Savannah and Barb have written some really nice contributions to the last record. And so I want to see and want to encourage and maybe do more kind of writing actually together. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that.
0: One of the earliest guests we had on the Brian Oak show was the legendary Liz Winstead. And Barb, I know you performed with her in addition to Tina Schleski and Chastity Brown. So, so, so many others. Do you, uh, and so collaboration and participation is a big part of what you do. Do you feel a songwriter's voice? Do you write a lot of your own stuff?
3: I you? So when I started playing music, that's what I did. And I was primarily a guitar player, singer, songwriter. And then at a certain point, I put it away. When I took a big, long break from playing music for like 13 years wow. when my daughter was small. Yeah, and then I came back to it and I decided I just wanted to play bass and I wanted to get really good at bass. So that's all I focused on. But then as people started asking me to contribute more, like vocals, um, and then with Adam, he asked us to contribute a song, I found that I was kind of going back to my roots and pulling out these songs that I hadn't looked at for a long time. So actually what I've been doing during this time, even though I wish I was a much better bass player today than I was in February, (laughs) I've actually been playing the guitar a lot and pulling out a lot of my old songs. So, in that regard, it's been pretty productive for me.
0: Well, that's great. I mean, I, I think that anytime you stumble across something that brings you joy, you have to pursue it. Or also, you know, mm-hmm. having done that in your past, you know, you've got these sort of things sitting back there that maybe in your brain were never fully formed, but suddenly are ready to be born. I love picking in. See, I'm, I'm not good at music. I can't make music. I can. I can sing the part of Caiaphas from Jesus Christ Superstar because I have a deep <laughs> voice, but I cannot I cannot I cannot create music. And so I love to pick singer songwriters' brains or music musicians' brains because I've met musicians who are like, I didn't write any of this. It fell out of the sky. It was a gift from the universe and it just came out in my hands or my mouth. And then other people are like, No, it's it's like being Dr. Frankenstein. Like it takes years and months <laughs> and it's the hardest work ever and so i love to hear how it comes about so before we wrap things up we are talking to adam levy savannah smith Barb instead they are turn 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 again turn 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 com is where you want to go and the new record which is called can't go back is out on june 5th we are going to hear another song but before we hear that and wrap things up um i got to thank uh, audioquip.com also Patreon members, if you go to patreon.com slash Brian Show, we actually have them. (laughs) Custom ink. We actually have tote bags that we are going to come up with a way. To get them to you. Now you may and have to come get to. Our guests get them us. too.
1: Our guests get them too. So oh. all three of you get a tote bag.
0: Savannah, you ready? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Savannah,
0: you ready to wander around town with a Brian Oak Show tote bag?
1: <laughs> I, I,
2: oh yeah. I bet. I'll bet I've those, pe-
3: I'll bet, I'll bet those <laughs> people
0: in Eau Claire would love to learn more about the Brian Oak Show. <laughs> it's all about branding. Uh, before I let you guys go, now uh, Adam, you hinted at working on a new record. How does that work in this era of social distancing? Savannah, living in Eau Claire. I, so do you, are you Zooming? Are you phone calling? How do you, how do you begin to kick around new ideas and songs in the world we live in right now?
4: That's a good question. We haven't really uh, started working on any new material, but I have, I guess, kind of an instinct about things over the years uh, as far as what would sound good, you know, in certain settings. So I'm kind of earmarking stuff for the time when we will be playing. Um, but you know, for now we probably just need to like work on our, getting the the record that we just finished good for live performance and pick a couple nice covers that feel good. But Mm I, I'm eager, eager to record again. So I'm sure I'll probably throw recorded ideas and they'll probably do the same thing back at me. And we'll just, we'll just Mm -hmm. kind of bat things back and forth until we are able to go in the studio. The marvelous thing about this day and age too, is most of us, I think all three of us actually have a recording uh, device or interface or whatever you want to call it at home. So we can we could pretty soon start working on ideas and send them back and forth and kind of work on a record without actually going into what you would call a studio.
0: And I think yeah. it's, it's a good time to be alive. So here's my only question is maybe maybe it's two months from now. Maybe it's not for another year plus. When the three of you come back and play somewhere in South Minneapolis, will you please come to the Smart Start MN studio here on 48th and Chicago, uh, two doors south of the Parkway Theater, and hang out live and in person? Because I really, once it's safe, I would really, really like to see the three of you together. All night. Absolutely. Absolutely. All night? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, party time. I'm going to invite some friends and get a... Keg or something in here. <laughs> Adam, Adam a cocktail, Levy. Please. I, 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 oh, trust me. I'm, I only drink brown liquor. I can't stand beer. I meant a keg. I meant a keg. Of, I meant to keg of Irish whiskey. Uh, Adam Levy, Savannah <laughs> Smith, and Barb Brinstead. Uh, they are turn, turn, turn. They do amazing music. As we've already heard, we're about to hear one more. Can't go back out on June 5th. Please support them. Please support Minnesota music. Please support small business. Please, please
1: don't give up that fair that is fair okay i thought you is. were gonna cry again yeah. he cries almost every show i do cry almost every show <laughs> oh, but no but no, I, but no don't,
0: don't feel bad for me no no i'm not an emotional well i am an emotional wreck but i, I also <laughs> I, I, I also long ago became comfortable in my cryerness so it's, it's all fine adam savannah barb thank you all very much for being here
2: hey thank brian you so much.
4: exactly i just and had one more thing to say please. too, which is uh you know people can download the record digitally but the record, if they ask record stores in town, they should be able to get vinyl or CDs at most of the uh, Ma and Pa brick-and-mortar record stores in this city.
0: How, how weird do you mention that? As I now, my other job, the only other job I have than the podcast currently is working at Mill City Sound in Hopkins. And...
3: Oh! To
0: talk to them. Nice. Awesome. It's it's yeah. It's the best. Well, and I don't, I, I don't want to make comparisons. I don't want to make any enemies. I'll just say that it's a very good record store, and I'm certain you'll be able to find it there. <laughs> and they are open for business now. But as of today, the 26th of May, masks are required in every social and commercial situation. So just don't be a jerk. Don't walk in and be like,
2: Mike! Are being <laughs> impinged
0: upon. <laughs> <apart. laughs> oh, fucking people, man, fucking people, <laughs> yeah. but not you, people. So again, one last time, uh, the debut album from Turn 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 can't go back will be available on June fifth, either digitally or you can go into your mom and pop record stores, which is what we're encouraging. Support your communities. Let's keep the place vibrant and let's make sure that people have jobs to go back to. Uh, once again, Turn 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 in whole. Thank you very, very much. And if anybody has anything they want to say about this song, Ghosted, I'm more than happy to hear it.
4: <laughs> Adam? <laughs> I, I wrote this song about a relationship, and then um, I told her about it, which was a really big mistake. Oops. And so no. she, she hit this. She hates the song. Really? That, but, that's
0: that's surprising. Yeah. A song called "Ghosted" about a previous relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it, it
4: it didn't. Bring, the song didn't bring us back together. We, we sort of became friends, but then when she heard the song, she didn't want to talk to me anymore. That's super surprising,
0: Adam, uh, and also very clever. Uh, you clearly still have a lot of game. Uh, good one. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, good luck to all of you. Uh, success on the next record, and I cannot wait for you to get out on the road and show people how you do it live. And um, Barb, Savannah, Adam, thank you very much for being part of Episode 59 of The Brian Oak Show.
4: Thanks for having
1: me. Here. Thank you. One, two, three, five.
2: You got out when you did I wasn't so fortunate You couldn't match my sentimentality Compliments were never easy for you Giving or receiving Not so good at leaving My heart's still pumping But I'm barely breathing You were a nice girl But you had sharp edges A gracefully bowed out of the party Cause I'm